about his mysterious will even in my life like i find it kind of the reason i brought up faith is because it's kind of hard to kind of trust in a will that i can't even peek at like, i got a very controlling nature personally so like i'm always like Man, i need to control this i need to control what i control but just taking solace and in the fact that like there is a will i ain't gotta know what's happening it's gonna work out is something that I just took from this group here. Okay, Dad, you got anything? Now we can keep going. All right, we'll keep going. Keep going. Okay. Uh, so, uh, anyone want to read ten through fourteen, or I can keep going uh, reading it. I can read. Okay. Ten through fourteen. I'm gonna read. I'm going to do it from the NLT just because I'm feeling in the NLT. I, I would have hit y'all with the King James. We're going to do the NLT. NLT, fine. Uh, I like the NLT. I got, I got and this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he would give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. So this part is uh, what I call like the preparation of while we're in the program, you know, his, his will on us. And so uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going I'm to read the same scriptures, but amplified uh, right here. And it says, with regard to the fulfillment of the times, that is the end of history, time makes the ages to bring all things together in Christ, both things in the heavens and things on earth. And so what, so with this, um, regards to fulfilling the times to bring all things together in Christ, things in the heaven and things on earth, you know, what, so what, you know, I, I wanted to ask you guys while I was reading this, I, I was curious, like, you know, what, what does this mean for us? You know, what are we to do with, you know, when it comes to this, you know, and, and this is like, I don't, I don't remember what, what ver chapter or verse, but I know it's in Matthew, I think, I don't know, but uh, Jesus gives us commission. As Christians, you know, we're not only supposed to believe in him, but we're supposed to bring more people to him and everything like that. I can't remember the exact chapter or verse, but uh, I believe it is in Matthew. And so uh, I think it relates to this commission. Of course, if any of you guys have read, I know my dad has uh, revelations. You know, I know an Amplified version that says uh, right here, uh, with regard to the feminine time, that it is the end of history, the climax of ages. And so that's when. Jesus is supposed to come back the second, you know, the second return and everything. So for us, though, what does this mean for us? Like, what are we to do during, like, knowing this? What are we exactly supposed to feel? How are we supposed to feel? What are we supposed to do knowing this? Um, we walk in sharing other confidence um, and knowing that we have the power and um that we should have the mindset of Christ to walk because uh, Jesus wasn't afraid. Um, he didn't care what people thought. He didn't care uh, what you perceived. Uh, I mean, even in Matthews, it said that he sat with sinners. And um, I don't remember it verbatim, but I know he said that he's here for the sinners. Like I, I don't, I don't come for those who are already saved. I come for those who have sinned and, and that's that needs me. So this is, it, it, I believe the same thing applies to us. We don't have that, we don't have that walk on water power, of course, but we have authority and, and, and the, the strength to do just as much to be effective for Christ so that he can carry out his plan because he works through us, he lives in us. So the more we pray, the more he's manifesting, we should use that power and walk in straight authority from him. 
and another thing I want to point out too, uh, before we keep going, uh, I'm a, and I'm gonna read because this is like a part of this is like it's the middle of a sentence that's already been going on. So it starts in uh, the little that little bit into eight verse eight and all wisdom and understanding with practical insight he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he purposed in christ with regard to the fulfillment of times that is the end of history the climate of ages to bring all things together in christ both things in the heavens and things on earth so uh and, and kind of what you're saying too like with the walk with christ and everything but it's like he's he's making known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure so he's he's given us like like i was saying like and, and kind of what we already went over like his will for us when it comes to uh the end of times like what we're going to do in our lives and that that will make a difference when it comes to not only in our lives other people's lives and the end of times what he already knows but like that's why we, we build a relationship because we make known of what his will is so that when the end time comes, we, we have that, at least we have the choice, I would say. Uh, Cause of course he knows whether we're gonna do it or we're not. But of course there's a will, like even though we know it, it's like, eh, I don't really want to follow this. Like this ain't really what I want to do. But it, it's sometimes like looking at this, it's like, okay, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than, you know, our family It's bigger than our friends. It's just like, okay, this is something that may, that's going to contribute to God's plan. To the, for the end, like whatever we're gonna do, however big or small it's gonna be, it's gonna contribute to the plan that God has for the whole world, basically. You know, and, and I just kind of wanted to point that out as well. Um, with that, anybody else had anything before we continue? Yeah. Okay. Okay. This scripture is talking about. Um. I, I see that we're we're talking about things that are preordained mm -hmm. and on whether or not we have choice in what's preordained. What 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 this scripture is basically saying that that is that God has a preordained plan for man and his will will come to pass. And he already has put in place this plan. Now, whether you agree with it or not, whether you decide to go along with it or not, his plan will be revealed because his plan will come to pass. Right. And once his plan starts coming to pass, that is how it is revealed to, unto us. Um, because you don't, you don't know what uh, he'll he'll say. Okay, Carlton, I need you to preach my word. Mm -hmm. That is him revealing the plan to you. I want you to reveal. I, I want you to preach my word. Now you have a choice whether or not to preach God's word. That is, but that is His plan for your life. If you choose not to preach His word. That doesn't mean that his word is not going to be preached. Mm -hmm. Right. It only, it only means that he revealed the plan to you. And he wanted you to be a part of that plan. Now, that doesn't mean that that's because you choose to say no, that doesn't mean that it's, it's not going to happen. Right, 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 right. Of course, of course. It's like the song. And it doesn't mean that it's the end for you. Because God has a desire for, uh, for your life. Mm -hmm. And he can and will come back around to you in a different way. Maybe the plan for your life changes because you chose uh, not to uh, fulfill his will, like Jonah. Mm -hmm. You know, he told Jonah right. the word. And Jonah was like, no, nah, I ain't going to be able to do that. You know? Right. But, you know, and, he, and 
another example of where it doesn't necessarily have to be you, you know, it even said in the Bible, you know, those who are chosen will not speak, hear the rocks will cry. So it's not that God's will won't be done, because it will. Right. No, that's very true. That's very true. And I just read not too long ago about Jonah. I'm reading the chronological Bible. But so yeah, you you're right though, because he was like, "Nah, I can't, I can't do that." And he's like, "Go preach to these people," and he was like, "No." And then God's like, "Okay." <laughs> and he, he, he did it. He he just swapped around. Like, let me just do this. And I'm gonna do this. And like, now you're in the well. It's like, okay, God, I, I'm here for you. It's like, and so happened. He spit out right at the land he's supposed to be at. Like, now go ahead. Now, like I told you to. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes he does take us through the ringer for us to realize, okay, you're right, God. Like even and, and oftentimes, oftentimes yeah. we we are the ones that delay that, you know, because God, right. God wants to use us at any given moment, at any given time, as long as we uh, change our hearts and charge our hearts to His will. He's willing to do it. He's ready to do it. We delay that coming. So yeah, yeah. All right, preach that word, brother. <laughs> right. What up, Justice? Evan. Yeah, no, I kind of came in the middle. I didn't want to say nothing. Oh, no, 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 you're good. It ain't really in the middle. We just started not too long ago. We're at Ephesians 1. Uh, we just did 10 through 14. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, David, did you have anything you want to say? I didn't know if you, you had me muted your mic. Yeah. Uh, I heard uh, a preaching done recently by Stephen Furtick, and he was talking about how Jacob and Esau, and you know, Esau was the oldest one, and he's supposed to receive the full inheritance, right? And so the fact that Jacob was able to receive that inheritance, and I, I just thought about that when I was listening to your dad speak. I I forgot what I should call him, and I don't want to insult him by calling him the wrong thing. You can call me Kenny. Missy, yeah, <laughs> Mr. Kenny, Kenny. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. All right, just make sure. <laughs> But, yeah, I was listening to him talk, and I, the first thing I thought about, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I'd be like, God, give me your plan A, because I swear to God I don't want plan B, because, you know, right. that, with a, that come with a butt whooping. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't really, really want that. Then I thought about how God will – you don't want to blessing. He's like, I bet. You know what I'm saying? I give it to him. You, you'll, get, you'll get this plan B. And so I ain't really had nothing to share. That, just, that thought just crossed okay. my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. But yeah, uh, so we can uh, keep on going. The last bit is 15 through 20. Anyone want to read that? Yeah, 17, 17 through 20? 15. 15 through 20? Yeah. For this reason... Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and in his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. And so um, when I was reading that, I was like, how often do we pray that for others? You know, uh, for those who are like, maybe like just starting their journey in Christ or those who are trying to grow their, their, their relationship in Christ, or even just those like, it's like us, for example, how we're trying to understand more God's word and everything. Do we pray for each other like this and that, that God will open our, open your eyes or, you know, reveal that you, um, what, what is that here? And so that you begin to know what, what the immeasurable and limited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe, you know? Uh, and so I included this in like, the when it comes to the like the program or whatever because it's it's we should not only be working on ourselves but making sure that we don't make it just about us that we, we also include others in it uh even if it's just praying for them but also 
um, in this sense, kind of bringing them into this program in a sense, or or just you know bringing them or just giving our open account like we told last time, giving our review or just being open to our testimony when it comes to Jesus, when it comes to God, um, to make it in a sense like so they can relate. Because just like, again, like we talked last time, just saying, you doing wrong, you're going to go to hell. Sometimes people are going to be like, I don't even know what that means. You know, so it's just like, hey, I ain't going to lie. Like, it's, you know, I've, I've done this and this. And then, you know, I start, uh, God did this, or I start building my relationship with God, or, you know, I, I seek Jesus in this sense, and then my life became this. And it's just sometimes giving that testimony because, we can only do this so much, and God is the one who 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 touches hearts, who open hearts, who soften hearts to really receive the word. But we're just supposed to pretty much just be open to talk about it, like D'Angelo said one time, being that being that bold Christian. And sometimes I know that we 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 can just be kind of mute when it comes to like our relationship with God, or just really just like our testimony. And says so it's like, eh, it ain't really none of my business. Like, I'm gonna pray for you though, but sometimes like it it just with this is like, you know, I you know, it's not only should we not pray for them, but we should also like I feel like we should also try to, you know, be more open to what we go through as well. So that's all that's all I wanted to bring up with that. I don't know if anybody else received anything from that from those scriptures. Yeah, I think that's um that's it's super important. I know like it's difficult a lot of times because I know like even like um in my own walk, it's just a lot of times you just feel my dad's um he's a pastor. He's like, um, you know how you really feel like Holy Spirit? I was like, Hell, he's like, you know, shame. And I thought about that and it kinda messed me up. It was like, you know, sometimes like when you know you're not having like you haven't been communicating with God mm-hmm. in the way that you supposed to be. And you can really feel it, like like y'all were saying earlier, like it affects your lives. Like God wants to use you from the beginning. Like if you're there and you're open and willing to open yourself up to whatever He's trying to use you for, then you can be a blessing to others immediately. You don't have to wait. You don't have to, you know, wait till you get everything right. It's just like you just got to start, you know, right. wherever you're at on whatever level of your walk you're at. And so when we share our testimonies with others, you just never know. I know. I personally have been affected like by other people's testimonies that you know may or may not have wanted to share. Mm-hmm. But um some of those testimonies that people like um, they kinda of describe those things to me, those are some of the most powerful ones and you never know who you're gonna touch. So right. I definitely agree. And like it's you never know who you can help and how God wants to use you in that way. For sure. Mia. So, you know, just going off of that, so that was supposed to be the 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 uh, the ending of like the introduction in a sense. So now we're kind of getting into like uh so for those who weren't here last week, uh I I was uh I've been going through, you know, I kind of make certain studies when it comes to this. And so this is kind of like, you know, if you know me, I kind of been in a working out scene for a minute now. So I've been in the personal training, so I kind of view our Christian walk or the, you know, being saved or salvation as like God's personal training program. And so, you know, of course he's the personal trainer. So of course in a personal training program, you have a diet, you have a workout plan, you know, you have those who may do it with you, you know, just different things like that. So it's just diving into those different aspects. And so that was going to be the end of the intro, which is like, you know, uh, talking about, the, the junk food of the spirit. And so we're going to dive more into the diet of the spirit, you know, uh, as far as when it comes to what we feed our spirit. Uh, so one thing I wanted to touch on first before we go into is that uh, going into, oh, excuse me, when it goes, in, when we're coming into this program, uh, you know, it's like some people, and I've heard this from, from many people, uh, I wouldn't say many, but different people in my life, it's like, I don't want to go to God right now because I'm not really 100% ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not really ready. I feel like I'm not confident enough. I feel like I, my mindset's not ready. I feel like this, this, that, or the other. And and I just feel like I wanted to address it because there's many scriptures that talk about how, like, you know, God meets you where you're at. I'm paraphrasing. God meets you where you're at or, you know, come with, you know, as long as you come with your heart, like, 
different things like that. And so one thing, one scripture that really like touched me when it comes to this is First Samuel 16, 7. And I'm going to read it. This is when uh, Samuel, after Saul had messed up his, sacri his sacrifice and God took away his anointing of the king and put it on David, was going to put it on David, but Samuel didn't notice at the time. And he went to, to Jesse's house to find the, new, the next king. Excuse me. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I had rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. For, the, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And another one I want to look at is uh, Joel 2, 12 to 13. And Maria says, even now, says the Lord, turn and come to me with all your heart in genuine repentance, with fasting and weeping and mourning until every barrier is removed and a broken fellowship is restored. Rip your heart to pieces in sorrow and contrition and not your garments. Now return in repentance to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness, faithful to his covenant with his people. And he relents his sentence of evil when, when his people genuinely repent. Uh, another, another version says he's eager to relent and not punish. And so uh, with that, and I don't think any of us on this line may be like this, but for whoever, you know, even if you are like that, uh, it's just saying like he doesn't look at the appearance, and, you know, and I know sometimes it's like, we want to reach a certain point before we come to God. Like before, before I come to God, I want to stop doing this. I want to stop doing this. I want to stop doing this. But sometimes it takes God to help us to stop. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's not in our power to stop. Sometimes, it, you know, we have to give it to God and he helps us in that sense. And then having that faith to stop whatever we may be trying to stop before really truly coming to him. And so sometimes it's not just, you know, being a hundred percent, you know, we are never be perfect, but 100% coming to him. But it's like, he really, he looks at our heart. So if we're truly like trying to, you know, if we're doing whatever and we like, we really want to stop these ways or we really want to repent or the case may be, that's, his, that's what he takes. That's what he looks at. He doesn't look at, you know, what, you know, our appearance or our outside appearance, what other people may see. Like other people may see us and be like, oh, he like this, she like this, they this, this, that, or the other. But God looks inward. He looks at our heart like, you know, we may do this for a certain damage or brokenness that was within us that we don't even see, or we don't even recognize, you know, and, and it, it takes God or, you know, it takes certain things that God puts in our lives for us to re to reveal, but it doesn't happen until we go to him. So it's like, that's why it says right here, turn and come to me now while there is time, you know, like turn to me now and then he reveals that. So that's, that's kind of like, I wanted to touch on that uh, first before we continue to like, you know, since God looks at the heart, you know, the spirit must inject continuous healthy foods to grow our hearts, our minds, our spirit, you know, to 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 notice and to continue to keep this within our within ourselves. Uh, but uh to continue, uh we're gonna be at Psalms 34, 11 through 12. I mean, I'm sorry, 11 through 22. Uh and so uh one thing I wanted to also say when it comes to like the food aspect of like this program, quote unquote, uh, I know like there's a lot of diets, fad diets. You know, if we're if we're looking at it from a physical sense, there's a lot of diets that other people talk about. Or we try to do, you know, like a fad diet, like I know the keto diet. Was it keto? It was something uh, that like that blew up out of nowhere, and people were just doing for a little bit and it's like I'm gonna do this lose weight and then it, 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 they lost it you know it they didn't stick to it and like I feel like with our walk with God with our walk with Jesus it's the same thing like we can't just jump into it you know because I feel like you know it becomes a chore I feel like something that like oh like I did this for a little minute to receive what I wanted to get I was in a bad place I'm gonna do this oh I'm, I'm kind of good now I'm gonna stop but it's like we have to make it more of a lifestyle change rather than like a diet so like that's why like sometimes it's baby steps to it or there's steps to it and so uh, I, there was a couple of passages that spoke out to me personally uh when it comes to it so uh that the first one is psalm 34 11 to 22 uh who wanna anybody want to read that if not i can you know. uh, i got you bro um, all right um, uh, 11 through 22. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help. But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to be to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one, not a, not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely destroy the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve Him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Right, and that's kind of just like, like I said, like that's like, uh, you know, growing the mind and spirit with the scripture and obeying God. Like that's like the food of our spirit in a sense. And so one of the questions I want to bring up, because this is one thing that we hear all the time. It says, I would teach, well, my version says, I would teach you to fear the Lord with all inspired reverence and worship and with obedience. But like, you know, uh, although, like, even like me, like, sometimes it's, it's even kind of um, the definition you got to kind of get, like, what is actually the fear of the Lord? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what type of fear is it? Because, like, there's different types of fear. You know, you can fear him and, like, uh, um, like, I don't want to be punished. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to do this. So I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a try to do right because I'm scared of God, where it's like, I fear you know, like like for example with me and my dad like i it's a certain respect but it's a fear because it's like it's a respect for him because he's my dad like i know he has you know it's a certain respect with it rather than like i'm scared of him but it's like I, it's a respect type of fear so i like i kind of you know with god you know and they talk about that in hebrews 12 like he disciplines us as like a, a, a worldly father will, will discipline us in his love because we are his children so it's like there's a respect fear when it comes to that because you know we respect your dad or whoever your your, your guardian is so the word like, is reverence reverence okay yes so what does reverence. that exactly mean reverence know. is it's it's uh, a respectful fear it is uh, it's fear but it is uh, it's fear it's like fear and love. It it means that my my I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to you know to uh, make you upset with me because of my love for you. Mm. I fear disappointing you. Not that I, I fear the punishment. I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to to make you, I, I want you to be proud of me. Mm. And, yeah. you know, like with God, you know, you have a reverence for God. Uh, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to be perfect, but it means that in what I do, I want God to be pleased. I want him to be happy with my walk. That doesn't mean I don't fail. But I I want him to be happy and and be proud to call me his child. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, but I, I want to look, I want to look at something interesting because I like to look at the definitions for, for certain words. And fear fear is defined as unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that some someone or something dangerous likely cause pain or threat. Now, God, he ain't gonna cause us pain unless he wants to chasten us. He is a threat, though. But it's it's more, like you said, reverence. It's an understanding that he holds the ultimate power. He can shut us down whenever he feels like it. I mean, just a snap of a finger, he can do it. But at the same time, God wants us to be, to be bold in him. Like the scripture says, come boldly to the throne of grace. So we, it's not like it's not a scary thing. It's it's just the understanding and the wherewithal that man, I serve a mighty God and He expects the most out of me. He's put 
everything into me. I'm his greatest investment. So I need to have honor and respect for who he is and, and, and his capabilities and understand that I've got the power to achieve uh, what he wants to, me to achieve. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, like all that. Um, that's pretty much like I. I don't know why I never just looked up the word reverence. I've seen it before, but yeah, I I actually didn't know that. But yeah, that's that's exactly like what I was um, receiving too. Because I, I just know like uh, like in certain versions, it, it does say like a healthy fear of the Lord, or, he, or it does bring up a reverence. You know, it it says those words instead of just saying like playing fear, but it's like you know. Uh, it's, it's, it's love involved in that fear and not just like I'm scared of the punishment so I'm going to do this type deal so that's exactly true and another thing I want to bring up too is the reason why I say like um, why this is like a superfood in a sense like so right here uh, I think it's verse 17 uh, is it verse 17? no well maybe 17 to 19 uh, and I'm going to read this it says when the righteous cry for help the lord hears and rescues them from all their distress and troubles the lord is near to the heartbroken and he saved those who are crushed in the spirit contrite in the heart truly sorry for their sin many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous but the lord rescues him from them all so i would say like when we maybe like when we first became christians or we first became saved or things like that i feel like some of these aspects uh, of our lives, we we would we wouldn't really know, or we wouldn't really like truly like have really a strong faith in it at first. You know, it's like you know when when we face different hardships, or, or you know, it says here many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous. So it's saying that we're going to go through some stuff like that. Different things going to hit our lives, but we got to have that faith that God's going to bring us through regardless of this. It's, it's certain, it's something that's coming from the other side of this, you know, type deal. Like he doesn't put us through anything that we can't handle type deal as long as we have that faith. Uh, but when we're first becoming a Christian, when we first become that, or when we're first really trying to build our relationship in God, certain things like may hit and we may be like, well, like this is a lot, you know, this is, this is a lot right now. Like I really don't know, how to feel right now like you know like i know i just like i hear but you don't feel like it right now you know things like that but you know we have to feed ourselves feed our fear feed our minds certain i would say scriptures freedom my certain scriptures like like this one to know like you know what it's written that you know god got me through this like building our relationship with him to where like if we are put in a certain situation you know, and he brings us through it. We know that okay, God gonna bring me through this because he's done this before. Like he's he's helped me before. He's he's done this before, so I know. And we're just continuing to build ourselves. But we don't feed ourselves these these. So we don't feed ourselves these things. Uh, uh, I don't know what what scripture that is. I think we talked about it before. It's either nineteen Proverbs nineteen eight or twenty four and six twenty four sixteen. One of those two. It's like you know, a saint falls seven times but get right back up. Uh, but though, but but the wicked or those who don't know God, they'll fall and they'll stay there. Like they they won't get back up, knowing that God got them. Uh, so that's that's kind of like what I wanted to pull from there. Like other stuff in this in these scriptures, they're like the common denominator commands. Like uh, what they say, turn from evil and do good, seek peace and pursue it. You know, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. That's like basically like keep loving your in your spirit, keep loving your mind. Uh, but we've already talked about many of those things. Uh, so I won't, I won't have a stick too much on that. But did anybody else get anything from these scriptures before we move on? Okay. Uh, the next one, what was time? Okay, yeah. The next one is uh, James 1, 21 through 25. I got it. All right. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word God has planted in your hearts for it has the power to save your souls. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in the mirror. You see yourself, walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says, you won't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. 
Right. So this one was big because this this is like, you know, not being merely just listeners of the word. You know, it's like actually continuing obeying God's precepts. Like we know it. And just like it says here, like we look in the mirror, we see it. We see it. But as soon as we like not looking at it, like we don't really like really do it. We see it. As soon as we walk away, it's like, oh, well, it's gone now. I'm going to do whatever I want to do at this point. But when we're in church, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm holy. I'm doing this. I'm going to do this. And then since we meet church, it's like, well, I'm not there no more. So I can do whatever I want now type deal. And so I think that's what it really talks about. But uh, I know it says, like, getting rid of uncleanness and wickedness, not being merely listeners. So, like, you know, what? I, I, one of the questions that kind of came to me is, like, what, what exactly does that look like in our lives? Like, you know, of course, we, we hear all the time, but what does it mean to actually act on it instead of just being listeners? Because it's like, of course, we can we can hold this to ourselves and we hear it, but what does it mean to really apply it in our lives? I mean, like, we could have come to this Bible study. We've been doing it for several weeks now. And, like, we could have sat here. We could have read through the Bible. We could have talked through it and then closed our computers, closed our phones down and went and did whatever we want. We could have said, let's go on a fast. And then day one, we eating everything at noon. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, what it means is like, you don't just sit in church and listen. You don't just sit in Bible school and have these conversations. You don't just get in the word and, you know, read it and then walk away and act like I never heard this. Like, you gotta live what you, what you read and you gotta practice what you preach. You know what I'm saying? Like. D'Angelo said it, I say it every week. He said, be a bold Christian. I could have just heard that and be like, yeah, I'm going to be a bold Christian. Then, like, left my house the next day and was like, I ain't no Christian out here. Like, don't look at me. I ain't playing no gospel music. But, like, I I made the decision to not do that. I made a decision, even though it's uncomfortable, it's crap for me. Like, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I said I'm going to do. I'm going to do what we in, in these sessions so that like I can progress on my walk. And I think that's what it means. I can't tell you exactly what the wickedness looks like in everybody's life. Like right. for some people, it can be lying. For some people, it can be adultery. So for some people, it can be drinking too much. But like, we know what we're not supposed to do. And so once we leave church, it don't mean like, all right, now we just automatically back in that. Right. Know? That's good. That's good. Uh, and one of the things, I thought I was say One of the things I wanted to uh, uh, point out too, uh, and again, like, you know, I got that amplified version, but uh, I don't know why I can't find it right now. But, uh, yeah, here it is, uh, verse 22. But prove yourselves doers of the word, actively and continually, continually obeying God's precepts, and not really listening to hear the word, but fail to internalize its meaning, deluding yourselves by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. So I know I, I can't really remember where exactly, but it's a verse that says, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm definitely paraphrasing, it's better to not know like good or not know Jesus or not know really what you're supposed to do, not know you know, not knowing what you're supposed to do in your Christian walk. It's better to not know and just, you know, and do those things than to know how to live and know what you're doing, you know, what know what to do right, know that you're supposed to do this, this, that, and the other, and then not do it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's better, it's better to just not know at all than to do it, and then you know, or then it's better to not know and do it than to know and you still doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so I think that's what it kind of ties into when it comes to that. Uh, when it comes to that one, um, but I would say. Uh, but this one, I'm going to read it, 23 to 24. For if anyone uh, only listens to the word without obeying it, he is like a man, uh, you know, with a carefully, who looks carefully at his natural face in the mirror. But once he has looked at himself and gone away, he immediately forgets what he looked like. And so I kind of compared this to junk food, right? So with junk food, like, it's nourishment. You know, you're getting certain nutrients from junk food, but it really doesn't, like, sustain your body. You really don't get any really proper nutrients from junk food, but it's just something that, you know, you can eat. Uh, it's nothing that's healthy or substantial to really build up your body, and I kind of compare that, like, you know, just being listeners, that's just, like, you're just receiving certain junk food, in a sense, but when you 
ingredient like superfood, which uh, I think that's what I said. I said that's 25. But he who looks carefully in the perfect law, the law of liberty, and faithfully abides by it, not having become a careless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he will be blessed by God and what he does in his life of obedience. That's feeding your body like a healthy food. You know, that's feeding your body a superfood. You're building your mind, you're building your spirit, you're building yourself up to a sense like when you do, when things do happen or when you are trying to do something, you know, you're you're um you're already being obedient to God in a sense that you're you're covered, you're being built, you know, just everything like that. And so you're being an active doer. So that's that's what I was comparing. That's really what I was I was comparing when it comes to like that superfood. Um uh, one question I, I, I did want to ask y'all is like, you know, what Knowing these, so you know what what makes these tasks easier. Like when it comes to y'all life, and you know what makes these tasks easier. You know what we feed our minds choosing or like choosing life over death, like building your relationship. Like how does it become? I guess like easier for you all. If you get what I'm saying. Well, for me, um, I can say this. Uh, this kind of reminds me of uh, something that I know I've uh, said to Carlton before, he's heard me say before, is a better safe than sorry Christian. Uh, people who come to church and say that they believe in God because that's what they've been taught, that's, the, that's supposed to be the right thing to do, you know, um, but if you truly believe in your heart, you know, uh, it's transformative. Um, you know, I was raised in the church and it wasn't until I truly accepted God for myself that I changed my behavior. I changed the, because it changes, the, when you truly believe, it changes the way you think. It changes the way you behave because I don't for myself, I don't see how you can know God for yourself and behave the same way that you used to. Mm -hmm. And that's what, what you were getting to is how it changes uh, uh, how you how, how it, you act changes. Mm -hmm. It's because you, you once you know God for yourself, yep. it it is transformative, and it it makes you think things think about things in a different way. Yeah. I'm, I say, man, uh, the walk is um, the walk is never gonna be easy. Um, Never gonna be easy. I know for me, what really just um, allows me to keep going and what puts the, the fuel in my vehicle is my personal experiences, what I've been through personally and what I've seen personally. Like, because uh, going back to the whole uh, testimony of being that bold Christian, it's so important and essential that we live a life that's pleasing to God because. You never know who's watching you. Um, long story short, I had a, uh, this young guy in my church. I was a little younger, but um, I knew God, and I was in the church, born and raised in the church. My mom, evangelist, my whole life. But this young guy, he would, uh, he would always watch me. Everywhere I went, he's following me. He was on me. He wanted to know what I was doing all the time. And um, I had, at the time, got into gangs and stuff like that. I got into gang affiliation and things mm. of that nature. And um, he noticed that. He picked up on that right away. Instantly, like immediately, he started asking me, man, what do I have to do, man? I, I see you and I, I want to be a part of this and, and stuff like that. I waited I in my very time like, nah, man, that's, that's nah, you, you don't need to do that. But I continued to, to do it, I, I continued to be in the gang. It, it, it was a thing. Long story short, he, he continued to want it. Like, I don't remember a time where he didn't ask me, but finally he got older himself and he joined the gang. And long story short, he's now doing a lot of time in jail. So it's so important 
It's so vital that we live that life that's pleasing to God. And most of the time, the common denominator is our experiences. Like, you should never let your experience go in vain. Uh, I, I, I told myself, man, I'd be a fool if I let what God allowed me to go through go in vain and be for nothing. And that, that's just, that's foolish. And uh, I, I told myself from then on, from, from since of, uh, like a couple months ago, I said that, look, man, I, Lord, I commit myself and I won't let this be for nothing. You know, all this, everything that I went through, all these tears, all the people I hurt and all that, I just can't let it be for nothing, so. Yeah. That's good, that's powerful. I guess for me, what made it easier, it's kind of like your physical training like your personal training analogy, right? Like I exercise it. Like I've, I, I exercise and you know, when you exercise, we all exercise. Like the more you do it, eventually it get easy. Exercising never gets fun. It never gets easy. It never stops hurting unless you let the weight go down. But like it gets easier or used to it. It becomes something that you can do and you ain't struggling no more. And so, the more I practice my faith, the more I rely on God, the more I come to Bible study, the more I meet people like y'all oh, like this. People didn't people not like the churchy church people that are better than I'm holier than now people, but like normal, down to earth, real, genuine people that like I can talk to and that I can look to and that I can lean on when I'm getting weak, you know what I'm saying? The more I do all of this, the more I exercise that spiritual muscle. It just get easier for me. Like now it's to the point now where like I, I listened to Larche in the gym a few weeks back. He was like, everybody can get this Jesus. Now I just roll down my windows and be like, oh, it is what it is. Like everybody gonna get it. And so it just gets easier the more I exercise it. Um, I think I had a similar experience um, like the brother Jamal saying, I've been in church my whole life. Even before I was born, and um, I guess over time, I guess uh, my mom said, I would say, like, our head makes us all behind. I guess the saying that's how it goes. Like, me personally, like, I'm not really adept to like change. I don't like when my situation changes around me. Like, I got friends, I'm gonna have the same friends. If I do something that I like to do, I'm always gonna do that. Like, some of the brothers here know, like, they could always, like, back in the day, like, if they need to come find me, I was in the gym, that's where I was. They didn't have to call me. They didn't have to know where I was. That's where I would be. So going along with that, in my Christian walk, it was just like, um, I guess you you sort of say I just fell off the walk a little bit after being with it for so long. It's like, I got God in me. I already know. Um, if I ever need him, I'm going to get back to it. But like David was saying, like it, it literally is a muscle. Like, if you don't use it, you will lose it. And you sometimes, like that serious internal conflict where you feel like, you know, life is breaking you down. And those type of situations come apart. This is like those are times where you can like really realize like, hey, like this is what God is calling me to do. And if I don't do it, it's literally a life like a life or death situation. So like it's 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 truly a walk. It's like every day you gotta take steps. Every day you have to take steps. And if you're not taking steps forward, you're taking steps backward. You may not feel it, you may not know it. When it comes down to the time where, hey, Y'all, everybody always hear that little voice in their head. People say it's the Holy Spirit. Whatever that might be for you, those are the times if you're solid in your walk and you've been putting in the work, like if you exercise and you've been putting in the work when it comes time to use your muscles, they're there. And if it's, if you haven't, they won't be there for you. So that's what that's the kind of way I look at it, trying to take stuff day by day, like a lot of stuff in life that, you know, I want to get better at, do, start doing, stop doing. And I just kind of like realize it's just a day by day thing, man. You got to do it every day. That is so true. Like, I even say like today, you know, uh, well, I've been going through, uh, been really frustrated when it comes to certain things in my life, especially work. Um, but one thing that I've kind of, like, even though like I've been doing these Bible studies, the things I would do outside the Bible studies, I haven't done in a minute. You know, I haven't really really bad in God's presence. I haven't really just spent time with God as I usually would do. And so when things been hitting me, it's been making me, it's, I've been reacting differently than I would if I was really in his presence. Like I've been reacting and I noticed today, I, you know, I, I had took a break and I just, I'd lay down to the now. I was like, why am I, 
why am I feeling this way? I haven't felt like this in a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's been a minute since I felt this way. I was like, you know what? I haven't really just been focusing on God like I, like I usually have been. You know, I, I haven't been doing this. I haven't been doing this. I haven't been doing this. So that's like, it's re- like, it's really a muscle. Like, even like, you know, I haven't been in the gym in a minute and I know I can't do what I've done in the past when I've been going to the gym five, six days a week. I know I can't just jump back into that because my muscles not the same no more. And so that's the same with, with like this walk. I gotta get back into the groove of things. Like it's a continuous thing and it and sometimes it does like it can sound like a lot. It's like I gotta do this every day. Like, man, like this is a lot. <laughs> you know, but it, like it's just like and just like working out, you know, it like it gets easier over time, it gets more manageable over time, but sometimes we you know, we can slip, sometimes we can fade a little bit, but you know, it's 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 not being not, not getting lost. It's like, you know what, I've been slipping, slipping a little bit, let me build back up and that's why like knowing Jesus and having that salvation and, and he you know, him being merciful is so key and so important. Grace is so important because you know, we can slip, you know, we are gonna fall, we're not gonna be perfect, so we are gonna lose that muscle tone, you know, sometimes. But you know, it's 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 just you know, it's it's recognizing that we lost it and building that back up. So that I, yeah, that those all those is like very, very, very true, and that I feel in my own self. Um, seven thirty eight. I uh just like last time, I'm just gonna save the, the last one for next time. Um, uh, I think it's been about an hour. Uh, so the next uh, next time we're gonna start, and, and it's fine because we could definitely start with this one. Hebrews twelve five to eleven. Uh, and we'll start with that next time. Uh, but most definitely, thank you guys for your time. Uh, did anyone want to volunteer to pray? Let's out. If not, I can. Oh, you got it? All right. Man, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Father God, uh, I just want to say thank you. Um, thank you for allowing um, this group of black men to come together today as brothers and grow closer and nearer to you on this on this walk with Christ. Um, Father, I just pray your hedge of protection and blessings around these men as they go throughout their walks and their lives and hopefully when we reconvene next week, everything will be all safe and sound. And all in the zone, Jesus, pray, amen. Thank you for watching Genuine Uplift. Please take the time to check out our other videos as well, we have podcasts available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. We have messages for the Bible studies that are already uploaded on YouTube with different playlists. And we also have a men's Bible study that is uploaded on our Genuine Uplift Facebook page. Please take the time to check out the videos, like, share, um, listen to the podcast if you have the time. Thank you for watching again.